The number one question I get the most is how do I make money from my podcast? The second question I get the most is how do I record a video podcast virtually? And I always tell people what works for me. What if I told you there was a tool that would allow you to effortlessly record and edit your podcast all while using AI? Riverside is a podcast recording platform that will even let you edit your podcast using the transcript of your podcast so you literally don't have to be an audio expert to edit your podcast. I have a 15% off discount code for you to see for yourself. Use the promo code CREATORHUB and start creating with Riverside.fm today. Recording a podcast virtually has never been this easy. If you've been following my content for a while now, You know that I only have one piece of advice for aspiring creators. Just start. Like, literally, now. Well, once you get started and you get going, you'll reach a point where the next logical step is investing in your business. This may be equipment or a course or even traveling to create some content. The only challenge is funding from banks is so challenging, especially as creators This is where Juice Club saves the day. Juice Club is a super cool members-only community designed to help creators like you and me take our businesses to the next level. One of the many perks they provide is short-term, flexible funding on your terms. There are different funding options for creators at different stages, and you always stay in total control of your content. I'm dropping a link in the show notes. Please check them out. Hey, I'm Lloyd. Welcome to the Creator Hub for the Culture. Every week, we share content to help you level up on your journey as a creator. I'm actually recording today's episode in London, which, you know, I'm at a conference, and so the sound may not be the same as it normally is. There may be some background noise and maybe some people talking. So if you do hear any of that, it's because I'm at a conference. Um, I mean, but today we're going to have an amazing episode. We're joined by Tati Capella and Kaylee Carter, the co-hosts of As Seen In. They talk about everything from film and TV and music to entertainment. One search of their YouTube channel and you'll find them chatting about the worst movie they've ever seen to the experiences they've had acting in movies as extras. Their podcast is quite literally never short of laughter. Tati, Kaylee, welcome to the show. Oh my How gosh. are you? I think you've marketed us better than we've ever marketed <laughs> ourselves before. Yeah. So thank you for that. that I, we'll be stealing that. Yeah, thank you so much for, for being here. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you how the two of you met and why you started a podcast. What? I have to tell you why I thought you would be amazing guests for this podcast. Mm -hmm. I saw your podcast maybe like three times on my Instagram feed before I decided like to like email you. The Mm -hmm. first was just sort of like, I think I saw that you were going to be speaking at like the podcast show, which is where we are right now. And I thought like, oh my gosh, like that's so cool. So I like followed you. And then like a few moments later, I uh, maybe a few days later, I saw that you both were in New York and your podcast was featured at Times Square, (laughs) which is just like amaze it is amazing but it's it's i think people need to understand that it was how do you explain it i think it wasn't as like it's not like we had a spotify billboard or something like that it was like basically less than a minute long. yeah it was short that. you can enter your thing they check if it's meeting guidelines otherwise mm. you know that'd be inappropriate and then yeah we got our little 15 seconds of fame, I would say. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That fun. sounds worth it. It, it was, was really, it was really worth yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, and, and I think that I saw, I, I saw that 
And then I decided, you know what? Like, I'm going to listen to this podcast. Yeah. I'm going to give it a try. And I listened to your podcast. And not only was it just hilarious, I found out so much about you. I was just telling you before we started, I feel like I know you. And you guys have like a pod. I'm like a podcast nerd. So when I heard you guys have a podcast manager, you have you just are doing the darn thing, which is so cool. So I had to chat thank with you. you. So thank you for being here. Thanks thank you for having us. us. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a I feel like we're very extra. That's one thing about us. We were talking about it just literally before we came in. We were like, we're just going to do things. Yeah. yeah. We we'll don't really think. Yes. We just we just go. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a great yeah. approach to go through life with. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's it's yeah. I think I think we're we're doing the damn thing, as you yeah. said. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm very curious. How did the two of you meet, and whose idea was it to start a podcast? We met at university. So when we were both doing our undergrad back in 2018 is when we started. Yeah. Um, we both did television and broadcasting and yeah, we just became friends one Easter because we were the only ones in uni. Yeah. And then maybe I feel like uni is such a, you know, high intensity environment because you see everyone every day. Um, so we became really good friends literally after one day of speaking. Yeah. And then instantly it was like, we need a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just the the vanity in us, really, that we yeah. were like, we're hilarious. <laughs> we're, we're so funny. We're so cool. We're so amazing. We have to start a podcast. And we did. We started one, which we've talked about before. Yes. Um, we started it in university. And I think to touch on what you were saying about um, everything's really high mm. intensity. Time doesn't, I, don't, I feel like time does not exist at university no. at all. Yeah. It's so... Um, like literally within a week, I felt like I knew Tati, yeah. which isn't yeah. normal, I feel. Yeah. Um, she was coming around my, my halls, she was staying, we were yeah. doing things. And um, we started a podcast called The More You Know. Yeah, a really bad podcast. it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. Well, tell, me, tell me about it. It was bad, yeah. It was, our concept, basically there was no concept. Um, we were just talking about random things. So I think our first episode was all about star signs. Yeah. And we, we thought, let's film this. So we rented some kit from our university like department because we had access to it studying TV. Yeah. Um, we had like one road mic in yeah. the center of a really echoey room. Mm -hmm. yeah. It just looked looked terrible, sounded yeah. terrible. The the con the conversation just wasn't I've, doing yeah. anything. It was yeah. bad, but it taught us a lot for when we came to start as CNN. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, straight off the bat, we were like, we yeah. need to do something with this and we, energy we, we just, have. Like we didn't even just have the idea. We were making graphics. Yeah. yeah. We were sitting <laughs> in the library when we should have been revising, <laughs> doing, right, right. Uh, oh, what can we do next? What can we do next? What can, and it was just, yeah. I think it's it did, like you said, prepare us for what eventually we're doing now, I guess. Yeah. Um, what yeah. happened from the time you started that podcast to the time you started as seen in what at what point did you decide we no longer want to do this podcast and uh, we now want to do this as seen in podcast? It was kind of like we did two episodes of that mm -hmm. first podcast. We realized, OK, this is one harder than we thought without the financial means to have mm -hmm. proper kit and, you know, yeah. really take time and put that in whilst we were in university studying, doing all of that stuff. Yeah. So we were like, we still want to do a podcast but it's not going to work right now. Kept on the back burner, was just, you know, going mm -hmm. through uni. And then just after we finished our degree, we had the idea after going to the premiere for June, we weren't on the red carpet or anything, we were fans. <laughs> and um, we thought we need to do a podcast so that, you know, we can continue sharing our love for film, TV, yeah. all of no. that. Tati, and also be on the other side Tati of the is carpet. underselling for sure, because, <laughs> because we, we were in London this day 
and we saw that the Leicester Square premiere was setting up for June. And we always said, oh, we're never going to tell the story because that's so embarrassing. But now we've told it a hundred times. Yeah. We literally were there. We could see them setting up. We were like, oh my God, we've got crates. Like we're standing right at the front. And then all of a sudden this massive like wall just gets built and they're like, get, get out of here. Like, <laughs> who do you think you are? And we were like, no. So I think it gave us the push to be like, okay, we need to be on the other side. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and it was a good couple of years between the two, I'd say. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. While we were doing uni. So I'd say a solid two years before we started that scene in yeah. after yeah. ending or not even starting yeah. the other one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think studying TV, we did a lot of um, coursework and stuff relating to just genres and uh, production mm. of TV. So we had always had an interest in everything creative. Sure. So it just felt like a natural progression into this niche, I guess. Yeah, we presented together a couple of TV shows. Exactly. Yeah. So I think we were, we were always gonna do something like this. I, yeah. I find one of the things that was really fascinating about your um, podcast is that you're both just very entertaining. <laughs> um, and I, I'm you. very curious if that's have, in terms of like personality, would you say that you've always been um, extroverts for lack of better words, and maybe you Ooh. wouldn't characterize yourself as that. Ooh. And do you feel like that's like a prerequisite for anyone interested okay. in starting a podcast? Well, I think first of all, we're completely different people. Mm. I think the reason we're quote unquote entertainment, entertaining, because I don't find us necessarily entertaining, is because we're so fundamentally different. Mm. Um, I don't know if you would call yourself an extrovert. Yeah, I, I would say I'm an extrovert. I think yeah. I've always been very annoying and loud and musical theater heavy. and. <laughs> Yeah, insufferable. But Tati is definitely not like that. I wouldn't say insufferable and Thank annoying you. and stuff, first of all, but <laughs> I definitely you. would agree. Like Kaylee is the extrovert. I'm more of an ambivert. I feel like I come out of my shell and I get more comfortable when doing creative things. So like the same like musical theater background and all of that, but I'm always shy until I'm in those sorts of scenarios. I feel like I come out of my shell then, but in a normal day-to-day -day situation, <laughs> I'm very much like, ambiverted I'm, I feel like I've grown out of the introvert yeah but um definitely not extrovert yeah I, I do agree I when I say extrovert as well I I think it's very not fake that's a lie but you know when you put on like a front you put on the best version of yourself as horribly cringe as that sounds mm. I think that's what I've always done my whole life as much as I might not be feeling like that yeah inside I've always just put out that front and I think it's just to protect myself from any anyone else doing it for me I think yeah. I've just always been like I'm just gonna, why not? Like just be the loudest person in the room so that no one can say things to you yeah. that are gonna hurt your feelings. So extrovert, but with caution. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny that you say that Kaylee, because I feel like sometimes um, being an extrovert around like the people you love and people that mm. know you may come a little easier, but like deciding to start a podcast where like yeah. thousands of people that don't know you are gonna kind of yeah. learn the inner sides of you. Like, I mean, what was that experience for you? Just going from like still being an extrovert, yeah. but now sharing all your thoughts publicly i think it's it's hard it's different because tati's a content creator and has been since before we started mm. so i think my main concern was what if like one it only we're about piggybacking off of tati's career i don't want to look like mm. i'm just like a spare part like joining <laughs> along that's that was my main concern and then also yeah it was because obviously a podcast when you think of a podcast you think of audio but I think we we wanted to do a visual video yeah. from the start. And that I was like, oh, I have to really put myself out there. And I think the first few episodes, I was like, makeup and hair. And I think now I just waltzed in and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm I've here. Got this, I've got the sweatshirt on. I'm ready to record. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's definitely, um, it's helped in that respect, but it's still a bit nerve wracking. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Why, why did you start with um, the visual aspect? 
I think just that's what we love to see. Like, I think we grew up in an age where YouTube was like the biggest form yeah. of entertainment for our generation. So the podcasts we were already watching or have come across, the ones we found most interesting were video podcasts. Yeah. So it just felt like the natural progression. And then also, if you look at the podcasting industry and the way things are growing and moving, video podcasts are the future, yeah. arguably. Yeah. So yeah. we thought might as well just start strong and get experience in that whilst we're still learning instead of trying to slowly add, you know, challenges potentially yeah, as we were going on. Yeah. So yeah, I to go on what you're saying, I think that it's hard coming into podcasting not being an established creator. Yeah. Because or like so I don't know, someone a presenter might then start a podcast and people watch it because they know that person. Yeah. We've started from no one knowing who we are. No one really knows who we are now, but it's like it's if we were to do audio, I think people might struggle to to get us. I don't yeah. know, because even when we're recording, I'm I'm hyper aware that we're doing it for the audio. But a lot of our uh, a lot of the time we're saying if you're not watching, yeah. it's gonna be a lot more enjoyable if you're watching. Mm. You're gonna be able to see us interact, you're also gonna be able to see things we're putting up on the screen. Um and like Tati was saying, short form content on TikTok was what I think is gonna get the most traction. Yeah. So I think that was the best the smartest route to go down i love that and you know it's so funny that you say that because um i found that very interesting when i was listening to like the audio version of the podcast that you start out by saying like hey you can check this out on youtube and that was kind of like the first thing i did mm. so I, I i love those subtle reminders um sometimes i think as like creators it can be difficult to figure out like what should i be talking about on a weekly basis and like i should there there's times like for me for instance i create content surrounded around creators and I know that there's like lots of things that happen in this space that I know like this has like a high probability for going viral, but then it's not maybe also something like I actually care about. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just sort of curious, just like week by week, how do you both choose what, you know, what film, what show, what topic you decide mm -hmm. to talk about? And how do you gauge sort of like between like, hey, this is this is trending, so we have to talk mm -hmm. about it versus this is just like what we're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Really good. I think we started being like, okay, we need to be on trend. We need to talk about every new film that's mm -hmm. coming out, every new TV show that's coming out as it comes out. But now we've kind of just leaned into our like authenticity and just talk about what we want to talk mm -hmm. about and hope that our audience mm -hmm. finds us. And then it's just a better relationship that way anyway. Yeah. So I think we don't really focus on trends mm -hmm. in terms of the entertainment industry. We just go off of what we're currently watching. Yeah. Luckily, things overlap. Like yeah. for example, Queen Charlotte just exactly. came out on Netflix. We're huge fans of Bridgerton. Yeah. So that's like a natural overlap in the trends. But yeah. other than that, we don't really yeah. stress too much on trends. Yeah, I agree. When we started, like Tati was saying, we were doing like film release week by week. Yeah. And I think if you went back and watched our episodes, it's just not really us. Like it is us in the humor, humor aspect, you know, how we're bouncing off each other. But I think we're talking about things like the editing of the film, the, the lights, the camera. That mm. isn't actually us, I think. It was just like, it came naturally with, with reviewing a film, but I think the more we looked into who we wanted to be, the less educational it was, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like we weren't there to try and force people to go and watch a film. We were there to have a joke, have yeah. a laugh. Yeah, so, and yeah. and I, I love that. And I, I, I think there's a lot of conversations that could be had around sort of like the goal that you're hoping to like um, accomplish. So in your position, for instance, you technically can like influence like what people think about like certain films or, or TV shows. Um, what would you say is sort of like your goal? Do you view yourself sort of as like people that you're just, you want to spark conversation around specific mm -hmm. topics or is it that you want to change how people think about certain films? What would you say 
you're hoping happens. Well, I feel like with us, we just want to bring a fresh perspective to, I guess, the journalism and that whole, uh, yeah, the whole like way people review films because it seems, especially in the film industry, it seems very, you know, like mm. strict and everyone's yeah. talking about like mm. the development of a character. Instead, we just wanted to make it a bit more fun, a bit yeah. more lighthearted, especially when we have guests, just make it a bit different to what they normally experience. But from an yeah. audience perspective, um, I guess a similar thing, like just show people our personality more than what we, what our commentary is on yeah. a film. And if they do take something away from that, they don't feel like we're forcing our opinions on yeah. them. It's just like, this is what we think, but we want to hear what you think too. Yeah. Sure. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I think um, something I found interesting recently is when you watch, so say The Little Mermaid's just come out or is yeah. about to come out, the press junkets for that, they've really specifically handpicked creators to do a lot of the junkets. And I think that says a lot about the film industry journalism wise, because no one wants to see the, the people ask, the actors ask the same question over and yeah. over and over again you'd be bored. They, I've seen the interviews, they repeat, they repeat, they repeat. So I think that they're very, like, they're, they're, they're handpicking these creators right. for a reason. I think that would be, that's something we'd like to do um, in the future. So that's that covered. I think goal-wise, yeah, I think just, I like just talking to people. So the more guests we can get in to speak about, I think the better. Mm -hmm. Like we have a great time when it's just us and we, we're lucky we can make that work. Yeah. But when we have a guest in, I just, re I like, I just like speaking to people. So my yeah. goal would just be speak to more people. Yeah. I, think. Um, I, I love that. And I think one of the topics that creators struggle with is this idea of sort of like identifying a, a niche or mm -hmm. an audience or like focusing how they create their content. And I think you both have done like an amazing job of sort of like picking like a focus while not sort of like feeling like this is very narrow. I mean, mm -hmm. I listen yeah. to your podcast and it, it feels just so broad and I love like hearing about the book, the banter and the both mm. of you. Um, but I mean, what advice would you have for creators as they think about picking a niche? I know like creators Ooh. often want to feel like I yeah. don't want a niche. I just want to talk about whatever yeah. is on my mind at any particular time. I mean, how do you all think about that? Well, first of all, thank you. That was very nice. Um, I think it's interesting because we have a panel later today, literally about finding, finding your niche and should you. And I don't want to give like too much away because we're, we want to have an authentic conversation, but I think if you're looking, if you're looking to do something and you have your field, I think you don't have to narrow band it. Like you said, like we, we were very narrow with the weekly releases yeah. and now we've sort of put the entertainment bracket as like a whole. And I think that that's helped. I yeah. think that that's, it's still, it's a niche in this respect that we're not going to sit and talk about sport, mm. but we're also wide enough that we can have mold, like guests from all sorts of industries and, yeah. and that sort of thing. So I don't know what my advice would be. I think just do what feels natural to you. Mm. And if someone's telling you you have to do something, you don't. So mm. do yeah. what you want. What I, you? Think, I think very similar. I think when people think of niche, they think, oh, I have to pick something and I have to stick to that now forever. I can't change. But I think keeping flexibility at the core of your niche should be the main thing. So allow yourself to experiment with different things as you progress, because you change as a person anyway, you're mm. gonna want different things potentially. So yeah, don't feel constricted by the decision you made a month ago, three months ago, six months ago. Allow yourself to adapt and change and your core audience will follow and yeah. go along that with you. That is actually exactly it, because even when we talk about films that we like, we always say this could change tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. So if our, if our taste in film could change tomorrow, your passion could change yeah. tomorrow, I just yeah. think, don't let anyone sort of just 
tell you you have to do one tiny thing you can do everyone yeah flexibility i think for creators that's such like a great word i'm glad you use that i find myself sometimes is sort of like in the world of like being a creator and mm. feeling like instagram TikTok, all these platforms are just like changing so fast that mm. it does like legit feel like sometimes i'm having to just like pivot uh you know platforms be very flexible mm. um i'm just curious like out of all the different mediums that exist like what made you choose like podcasting as like your primary medium and how do you feel about that now Ooh, that's interesting really good i think it's just because we felt like we had a lot to say and podcasting was the mm. best way to have long-form conversations and share them in a like socially acceptable way yeah. i guess now youtube videos people are making like hour-long reviews and stuff mm -hmm. anyway which is why we put them on youtube in the first place mm -hmm. but yeah i think it was the only medium yeah. like we couldn't really write a book yeah. or a magazine or start a blog um, yeah exactly because they're not really as relevant now yeah um so yeah it just felt like the only option i think at that point to share all the thoughts we yeah. were having i don't think we ever had any other I, we didn't even sit down and say is this actually right i think yeah. it was just like this is this, <laughs> this is, is fine it, yeah right. this will this do will this will people will listen i think <laughs> yeah and i think even when we were starting there was no pressure to gain an audience i know that when we were, when we were talking about it at first it was honestly just purely for our enjoyment and i guess it still is like yeah people ask me if I do it because it's almost like a job now. Like yesterday, people saying, is it a hobby? I'm like, yes and no, because it is a hobby because I really, really enjoy doing it. But I also see a career in this sort of field. So yeah. I guess it's a win-win yeah. situation. But you know, we didn't really speak about anything else. It was always podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kaylee and Tati, I want to like pivot for a second okay. and think about something. Like you're at like one of the largest podcast conferences in the world. And you're going to be like speaking on stage today. I mean, <laughs> literally like the, the things you've been able to accomplish, I think by like my measure, I would consider you both like successful podcasters. Thank but you. I want to like find out like why you think that is. Like, why do you think from the time you started your podcast to now, what are some of the things that you've done that you feel like contributed to getting you to this point? Okay. I think... Thank you again. Um, <laughs> Thank you again. Lots of flattery. I feel very <laughs> flattered. Um, again, I don't know. I think it's a lot of, you have to put a lot of work into it. I think that's something that no one around me other than Tati can understand mm. is like, I am putting a lot of time and effort into outreach, um, into research, in even just filming. watching films for our yeah. show. It's time consuming and then filming and paying for studio spaces, everything. Um, what the hell was the question? Um, success. What, success. Yes. Oh, success. Um, <laughs> so I think it's just a lot. You have to separate your time. Mm. You know, I have another, another job. This yeah. isn't a full-time job yet. Yeah. Manifesting. <laughs> but it's not. And um, I think that that's, yeah, you have to be willing to put the work in. Yeah. I think that's the biggest misconception about the creative industries in general, whether it's, whether it's podcasting, content yeah. creating, the film industry, anything. I think people think it's like a very easy route to success whatever yeah. you measure that as and um yeah it takes a lot of time especially with just the research growing the podcast filming it everything marketing it so yeah, yeah. i think it's it's the time we put a lot of effort into it mm. and we have done since the start just because we enjoy it and we continue to do that and like just try do more and more and more yeah. um so even with the podcast show we like we still don't feel like we're qualified yeah. in any way shape or form to be here and speaking on a panel but we made an effort to reach out to the team six months ago mm. we were wow. like let's get on a call let's mm. do something so i think it's just having that mm. attitude and having that drive to just ask for things 
do you know just keep going yeah, just be as proactive yeah. as possible proactive literally yeah. if we'd stopped for a week we'd notice like something was wrong yeah i think you just have to find the time um make it work and yeah. just yeah put yourself out there even if it feels uncomfortable you know i've emailed so many people that it just it i shouldn't be emailing yeah you know? <laughs> and you get and i get replies and i think it is just because I've put a lot of effort into reaching out to these people. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's not always the outcome you want, but I mm -hmm. think at least you're getting somewhere. Um, at least you're on the radar. You know, people are, I'm spamming people. People are annoyed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they know who we are. <laughs> I think with, um, when it comes to that, people think that people are unaccessible, inaccessible. Um, yeah. So they don't make the effort. They think, oh, I'm not going to be able to do that. Let me not even try. Um, mm. But we, we always will still think, oh, that's not happening, but we'll still try. <laughs> Like we'll still go out of our way to try things, even if yeah. we know we're just not in a position to be doing such things at Delusional. the moment. Yeah. Delusional. Delusional just things. Dream, dream if you, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you yeah. looked in our inbox, you'd be like, guys, <laughs> guys, come on. Why are you emailing Zendaya's PS? Right, <laughs> like, right, right. What are you doing? Seriously. Uh, I, I, um, I want to ask you, you know, I know, are you guys signed to a network? Um, so I know you work with Wizard Studios. What's yeah. your relationship with Wizard? And what, like, what are they? They're our managers. Okay. Mm. So we present for their radio show sometimes. We've done one show recently and then um yeah there are management so they'll handle like our programmatic ads um outreach for any brand deals and stuff like that so they just handle yeah. our, the management side of the podcast yeah. basically. and is is that is that one of those relationships that you were just referring to where is it really just as simple as like you reaching out to them did they reach out to you is it at a certain they point? reached out to us actually um and then we just sort of jumped on a call and started discussing what it would look like um but i think it's still a very it doesn't mean we have any less workload, which mm. I think is also a misconception. Mm. We've we've still got just as much as we were doing before. Um, but like Tati said, they just help with getting rolling ads, mm. post red ads, um, that mainly, sort of thing. It's mainly the monetization side yeah. of the podcast, I'd say. Yeah. 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 So it's like, I think one thing we thought is that they would kind of take on the role of PR as well, mm. because obviously marketing a podcast is a whole full-time job in yeah. itself um which they don't do so it's it is mainly just the monetization side of the podcast um i think a lot of podcasters um especially podcasters that listen to my show um have this assumption that in order to even broker a relationship like that that you would need to be a large podcast or have a certain number of downloads is that something you would agree with is this something you would encourage creators um i think it varies from like management to management mm. i know a lot of management are probably looking for numbers and that's completely fair enough obviously you're going to put your trust in someone that's got the numbers um wizards for example i know that they take on brand new podcasts so i guess that um there are people out there don't think it's unattainable we got the email and i thought it was spam mm. i was like oh this because this was a while ago this was this wasn't even a recent thing so i think i thought it was a bit of a, a joke but then obviously we jumped on the call and it wasn't so I was like, okay yeah so yeah and i think it applies to monetization of podcasts as well like you don't need millions of followers or millions of listeners to make money from a podcast so when a management is looking to sign you i think they're just looking at the earning potential of the podcast and because we are technically in a niche that niche being entertainment um yeah like you can still i think when you have a niche it's easier to monetize because there are more specific brands that you can target um yeah so yeah. i think it just depends on what your podcast is about and uh yeah what your earning potential is within yeah. that 100 percent. but yeah. niche it, in entertainment is still very broad exactly. so that, that really helps with monetization because you could have an ad for uh sky but you could also have an ad for linkedin they still sort of come under that yeah that media category so yeah. i think that's probably something that helps us i don't know if you had a super 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 niche podcast what the protocol would be 
Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there's someone out there. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I want to like ask you something, but if you can't answer this question, mm -hmm. I will not be offended <laughs> at all. But I do want to ask, because okay. you just told me I have to shoot my shot. Okay. Um, I think part of like what I try and do on my platform is be as transparent as possible because I think like, especially in podcasting, there's a lot of like misconceptions because it's very different to YouTube in the sense that like, there's not as much transparency. So like I can go to your YouTube mm -hmm. and see like, oh, you have X number of subscribers or mm -hmm. downloads, whatever, great. And I think in podcasting, there isn't that. And so I think people either assume that they should be growing like a lot faster mm -hmm. than they should, mm -hmm. or they are actually doing amazing, but because they don't know, they mm -hmm. think that they're not doing mm -hmm. as well. And so if you can share, mm -hmm. like, do you like, are you comfortable sharing how many downloads you get at the moment or just sort of like your growth trajectory? That's a really good it question. It is a good question. We, so we and Wizard both have access to the, Megaphone? Like the megaphone. So I'm not looking regularly. I would say it's, I think last time I looked, it was about, it was nearly 5,000 downloads. So I don't know what, in what quantities, I don't know how that measures. I don't know if that's yeah. in a month. I don't know if that's full time. <laughs> I, I really do not know. 5,000 at some point. Yeah. And it's hard as well because <laughs> our numbers point. are really split because yeah. we have audio, then we have YouTube, but our main platform is TikTok, but we don't have mm. any way of measuring that in, um, in like a, a chart. Yeah. So obviously with, yeah, we don't know the conversion rate from social media to yeah. the yeah. streaming listeners, but we do know that TikTok and streaming are our biggest audiences. Yeah. So, uh -huh. yeah, because we, when we first got approached by our management, we were like, but what has made you mm -hmm. even think that this is a good idea? And he was like, well, I've, from your streaming, I was like, mm -hmm. okay, so you know something we don't, mm. because yeah. I, I, like Kaylee, I'm still very unsure about how to analyze yeah. all the analytics yeah. on the podcast platforms but yeah something like I that. I would say it's something 5,000 in the audio but then TikTok we've got 2.5 million views on there wow. so it's a very different ballpark yeah. yeah you know you're trying to appeal to to people on TikTok which is short form snappy content but that's so hard sometimes because it's coming out of a very long form video I'm sure yeah. you understand as well trying to find segments that are gonna gonna appeal to people when actually you'd really like them to listen to the whole episode exactly. because we think that they're of value we think they're of worth but i completely get that people don't have the attention span to do that so yeah. that's where i'm really grateful for tiktok because um it's much easier to grow an audience on there that are into you especially yeah. because we're trying to build more of a, a brand around mm -hmm. we're not we don't want to keep as seen as a podcast we want to make like as seen as a brand a lifestyle brand um so yeah i think social media is a great way to do that and just diversify the audience. Yeah, and I kind of want to talk about that a little more, just like personally for like the two of you, when you think about like success, like what are some of the things that happen that you feel like, oh yes, like that was like a win? Is it sort yeah. of like performance on like videos on social performing well? Is it like downloads? Is it like money? Like what's specifically for you right now? It's not money, I'll tell you no, that. Not um, money. <laughs> that's not That's not the reasoning. I think the first time that a video went viral i was like oh okay okay people um but it was i don't know if that was just like the confidence boost we needed actually i'll tell you something that really did make me think oh my god we're on the right track which is ridiculous was from season one when okay. we were filming from our bedrooms yeah we were doing the weekly reviews like we talked about and um the king richard oh yeah um, film came out we did a little review about that and then either Venus or Serena Venus. liked one of our wow. reels. And I was like, two, yes, two of them. <laughs> two, like we're in. And yeah. I think I remember at the time I was in Costa with my friend and I was like, I don't know if I'm on the right path. I was going through like a quarter life crisis. I was like, is this right? And then I literally got the notification. I was like, never mind. 
Never mind. I was like, oh, qualms Venus, gone. Qualms Venus gone. Williams gave us the validation we needed. Venus, yeah. thanks, girl, because we're still doing it. So I think on a more broad spectrum to answer, mm -hmm. um, I think it's the engagement with the audience, like getting comments from people when they're like, oh, I love this episode or just anything mm. feedback wise from the audience. I think that makes me feel like, okay, this is yeah. a successful thing. Because even if it's just 10 people, yeah. if they're hyper engaged, I feel like yeah. that's amazing. Yeah instead of yeah. having like a million people who couldn't care less. Yeah. That feels so, amazing. That's actually really, really true because yeah. when we do guest episodes, I think sometimes we pull in a couple more people than we would normally because it's fans of those people. So something I found really nice was when we did, um, I can't even remember who it was. There was We did one with Adam Wadsworth who was in Cursed Child on the West End and we did one with Ben Wiggins from You. Mm. And I remember reading a comment and it was like, they clearly had watched because they liked who we were interviewing, but their comment was so nice. It was like, you guys are such great interviewers. You've gained a new list, like something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I was like, that's just really nice that people from, this is why I want to do guests, right? Yep. Because we're going to draw people in from all sorts of industries. And yeah. it, I just remember sending it to Tati, I was like, that's the cutest thing I've ever seen Honestly. in my life. Yeah. It was just very nice. I One of the things I absolutely love about your show is I think that there's like different aspects I love. Like I love like the banter before like you talk about the main topic. Um, but one of the things I saw recently is you both acted out a script that was 100% written by AI, which was very, very, very entertaining, <laughs> I must say. Sorry but for the American tell accent. Me, uh, yeah, tell so me your, uh, Ever. what's your take on AI and uh, what impact do you think it's gonna have, not um, just for like creators, but in the film space too? I'm scared of it, but uh, we're trying to embrace it as much as possible yeah. because it's not like us two can do anything to stop it. Um, I think it's, I mean, AI can never replace creativity. So that's one thing I feel secure in like no matter how developed ai gets us creatives as long as we stay true to our creative process and keep trying to develop new ideas in that way we'll be fine in terms of like generating scripts and writing treatments and stuff like that i'm sure it's gonna take over in some sort of way but i i feel like yeah. there's always an element of the creative element it can never be replaced by ai yeah well if you if you watch the episode you'll see the scripts were yeah. ghastly terrible they were rewrites of alice in wonderland yeah. they weren't they weren't even that original we yeah. we we said ai come on something new something yeah. original and they did not perform yeah. so i think they need to work on that yeah um but yeah we're just trying to embrace it like i said just incorporate it where we can because it, it's trending you know yeah. it's probably going to keep trending and um, and that's what we're doing. And that's one of those things where we like we we act out scripts for fun anyway. <laughs> Quite that a makes lame us thing. Sound yeah. So sad. Yeah. And then we'd use Chat GPT just for fun as well. Yeah. So like this, seeing as it's trending, and seeing as we yeah. love acting scripts, we love or we have used mm. Chat GPT. Why not combine it as combine. one thing? Yeah. I don't think yeah. we've seen people do it online before. No, we're um, all for starting new things. Starting new ideas. I don't know how many times we'll do it, but it was fun to to try. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I, you know, I think one of the things that I've had to become fairly okay with recently, especially as a creator, is just like this idea of like failure um, mm -hmm. and that it's gonna happen. Um, and so I just wanna ask you along your journey building like this amazing podcast, are there any aspects that you, or any times you feel like you took an L or any times you felt like, oh, Ooh. this was like a challenge we had difficulty overcoming? Oh, I mean, probably. I feel like not really like, oh, we failed, but obviously some videos don't, people don't see them. I, know? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's the natural progression of like, okay, we've exhausted this now. Mm. Let's try and move on. I think the biggest example is with our filming locations. 
So yeah. season one, we started filming just from our rooms. Yeah. And then after a bit of that, we were like, okay, this isn't going to work now. If we want to scale up and grow, let's move to a studio. Mm. And then we get to the studio, we're enjoying it. Okay, we're not liking this now because the light's not great, mm. let's move. So I think it's just the natural progression of trying to keep growing. Yeah. But there's nothing that I think is like off the top of my head where we were like, gosh, that was really bad. That no, was a big L. I agree. I'm dreading that because obviously, you know, that happens. Like, yeah. um, I'm dreading the day we do like a guest interview and it's just like the guest is horrible to us behind the scenes or something like that. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. That's no, my biggest fear. That is, yeah. a, that is a, it's, quite a genuine fear. It gives and then me a lot of you still have to get on the, the mic and have this conversation exactly. with this person. Because you hear stories all the time of like yeah. huge A-listers yeah. just being horrible to people behind the scenes. And the second the camera's on, they're like, hey, Hi. I just, I would be like, are we just gonna pretend right. that right. I am? I'm quite upfront. So I don't know if that would sit well with me. Exactly. I I feel like I'd be okay at like- Tati so. act Tati always says to me, I know when you don't care about something. Yeah, because right. we, we'd be in a conversation and Kaylee would just be like, yeah, so. Like, I can't, my I'm so, like, I don't mean to be rude. It just, an example, I don't even know if I should say, because poor Brendan, what if he's watching? Yeah, no. But um, we were in Washington Square Park in New York. Yeah. And we were approached and it was literally a very fine conversation, but it was just going on for too long. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, you know. He was trying to sell yeah. us things essentially. Yeah. It was, it yeah. was like a marketing oh, type of thing. Like, All right. Got it. But um, I think I could probably push through an interview, but I, that is a genuine fear. Yeah. That we're just gonna have a really rough time and then have to sit there and smile. That's a really, really big fear of mine for that. Yeah. Because at the moment, all of our guests have been so lovely. Yeah. It's been really great. But then in, at the same time in my mind, I feel like a guest wouldn't agree to come on a mm. podcast unless obviously they're being forced by their PR person. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just really We have hoping. been really lucky. Everyone we've either spoken to personally before or we've got the general consensus that they're looking forward to it. Yes. I think the, the day I'll be nervous is when we've had no, yeah. um, no pre-warning of if they even know they're doing yeah. it or if it's like, mm. oh, you've got this podcast yeah. at 10 a.m. You better be there. It's just yeah. like and PR And they turn to up PR. and they're just like, hi. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's not what we're about. I don't, yeah. This is another thing. I don't think we want an A-list celebrity to come in unless they're willing to put you know to something actually engage. into conversation right. much rather speak to someone that's a director yeah. exactly of a short film because exactly. they're passionate about it and they have a lot to say that's yeah. the thing like what Kaylee was saying we enjoy speaking to people and actually having conversations we don't want it to be like an interview like so what was your favorite part of the thing we're not yeah. engaged in the conversation we want to build a relationship in that one hour we get to yeah. talk to them yeah so completely yeah. agree it's like we don't want to just speak to someone for the sake of speaking to them yeah it needs to be we're both enjoying this conversation and we're talking about new things. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, Tati, Kaylee, thank you so much for joining me on my thank podcast you. today. This was a treat for me, so I really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. <laughs>